name is Tiffany Townsend, founder and CEO of Ship Black. Hey, it's Kellen. And today on Diversified Game, this guest I met with my kids and my sister-in-law while we were at the White Label Expo in Las Vegas 2022. And really, it's like I met her, but really I met her her clone. I say that because I met her twin sister. And just in passing, you guys know I talk a lot. And the twin sister hooked me and said, let's go over and talk to my sister, who is the founder of Ship Black. Yes, there is a Black-owned shipping company that you can tap into right there in Houston, Stratford, you know, Texas. But Tiffany Townsend, yes, of the famous Townsends, uh, she's going to give us the game on how she created Ship Black after having a career in the post office. She done took the game and flipped it, y'all. Tiffany, welcome to the show. How are you? I am wonderful. Good morning. Um, good morning. God morning. Tell the people how you went from having a career at the postal, you know, office and then saying, you know what? I'm going to kick back and I'm going to do my own thing and take it to an, another level and just give us the game on shit black. Well, l- let me let me start by giving you a game on life, you know, and I'm not going to say don't despise small beginnings because my career in the postal service was never small. It was huge um, because I was working for the federal government. I started with the post office when I was in my early 20s. OK, and so. What happened during my career is I got promoted at a at a fast level. I was on a fast track to success, but it was with hard work. It was hard work. It was dedication. It was me volunteering to do the things that nobody else in the company wanted to do. It was me wanting to go to offices that had a lot of issues that nobody else wanted to go to. And so when you think of firefighters, when you think of everybody running from the building and the the people that's running to the building. And so because I was able to do that, because those are the things I specialized in, the knowledge that I received there, the 20 years of knowledge that I received when running into burning buildings, I was able to use that now as a career for myself because now I'm on with knowledge that very few in the postal service have because they don't want to go into those type of situations. Now I'm able to turn it around now and serve a people. Um, and that's what I created when I created Ship Black is what all of the knowledge, all of the strategic planning, all of the troubleshooting, all of the problem solving that I had to do in my career in the United States Postal Service. Now I'm able to turn that around now and serve others and serve people. And my goal is to make more uh, Black-owned e-commerce businesses, brands, or brick and mortar successful. No, I, I love that because when everybody else was going home or coming you know, to lunch and taking a later lunch, you were going there and learning and taking on those extra tasks makes all the difference. But what a lot of people might not understand is how can you beat the postal you know, company, beat DHL? They're so big. Many people would have been intimidated and be like, I can't even try. There's no margin to make any profit. Give us the game how you even discovered that and, and what that took to, to do that, because that's amazing. Well, well, becoming a fulfillment center puts you in a different, I'm, I'm going to say similar to like a different tax bracket. And so my postage that I have and the discounts I have 
by me being a registered fulfillment center, I get a lot of breaks and discounts on postage. And that helps me and I'm able to negotiate that because we ship uh, large quantities. And so I'm able to negotiate that with you know, the United States Postal Service with DHL, we can still use their services, but at a negotiated rate. And because of the large volume that we ship and because we're a fulfillment center, it puts us in a different tax bracket, so to speak. It puts us in a different postage bracket so that we can still utilize those services, but at a cheaper discounted rate. And I like to roll those uh, discounts over to my customers so that they can be successful. Because it's one thing you have to know if you're shipping anything, Shipping is not free. Mailing is not free. Postage is not free. And although you hear that a lot through large companies, you're not a large company. You're not Walmart. You're not Target. You're not Amazon. Amazon, in fact, lose money on free shipping, but they make so much money in other places that it offsets that, that that loss on shipping doesn't matter. But Small businesses don't understand that. New individuals that starting off and have a great product don't understand that they can't offer to sell their item for $10 and free shipping because in all actuality, the shipping on it may be $8. And then you're selling mm. it for 10. And by the time you waste gas going to the post office, you can use the $2, you're giving your items away for free. And people just have to understand what that actually looks like when it transcribes to numbers when it comes to their bottom line. And at Ship Black, we really specialize in keeping your numbers out of the red and in the black. And as for business owners, that's the main thing. They're in business to make money. Definitely, definitely, and to make money. Now, you know, to look at the margins and how much profit you can make, what, how did you educate yourself? Do you have an MBA? Because many people feel, oh, you must have an MBA from Harvard or something like that to fully understand the logistics. Even though Jeff Bezos doesn't have any, you know, he, he, he I don't believe he has any of that, but I could be wrong. Um, how did you like figure out the margins and, you know, do you have an MBA from Harvard? I, you, you know, you might. I am a mailing solution specialist. Okay, and my experience come from the United States Postal Service. My experience coming from learning the back end, uh, being a supervisor, being a postmaster. My last 10 years at the United States Postal Service was in a postmaster role. That's the highest role that you can have in an individual office. Now, not in the postal service itself, but when you're at an office. And so I learned the ins and outs of how the actual postage systems work. I learned the ends of out. I know about the dim weight. You know, I understand those things. I understand kind of the, the, the hacks, the cheat codes, the, so to speak. And so those things, because I, because I learned these day in and day out, because I had to strategize day in and day out, because postal services, our individual office, we have to make so much money. You know, they want us to set a goal each day to make so much money for our office. Now it may seem, oh, well, you're the postal service. Yes, every office needs to make a certain amount of money. And so I was making money for my office and put together strategic plans for my office to bring in a certain amount of revenue. So I have experience matters and it doesn't matter how much schooling you have. I was in the trenches. So my experience, that's the degree I have. My experience matters. And all of my certificates and all of my certifications and my green belt training at the United States Postal Service certifies me and validates me. 
uh, to do the things that I'm doing now. And you're doing it, you know, just to let people know, you know, this is a newer business, but you had another business um, Mm -hmm. right before COVID, the safe ship. Um, But you started this ship black in the pandemic. Why, when so many other businesses were going out of business, did you quit one and then go to another? Or was it kind of just a rebrand? Like it takes courage to start something in a pandemic, but it might've been Necesito as well for the community. And it was, it was for the community. What, what happened during the pandemic is, you know, of course the doors were closing at all of these businesses. We stayed open. Um, what I done is listen to the community. I had already established a customer base with my postal store. Uh, we wasn't open a year yet, but I, I have the heart to serve. And so when you have the heart to serve, when a pandemic or any crisis happened, you like, what can I do? And so a lot of my clients were older. A lot of our clients were 60, 65 and over. And I start putting together, you know, quarantine kits. And so I would get all of the the items we I had access to the mask uh, because no one else did. Uh, the community I was in uh, is very diverse, and so a lot of my clients are from China. So you have to remember the pandemic started in China first. So we I had already started in January and February. I was sending boxes and boxes and boxes of masks to China already. So I had already switched to pandemic mode even though we didn't know it was coming to the US because my client, my customers from China were, were getting gathering masks and, and, and gloves and stuff from the stores and doctor's office and stuff and was sending it beforehand. And so when we when it hit to when it hit here, I had access to pallets of masks, gloves, uh, my clients, and and I'll say this just as a side note, treat every treat your customers good. Treat everybody good. Treat them with dignity and respect. Because I'm telling you, when the pandemic happened, the seeds that I sown from treating my customers well, from going over and beyond, came back to me. Because I was the only person in the community that they knew of that had that had masks. Okay, oh, wow. so I was selling masks to everyone. I stay in a small town, and we were sending masks all over. I mean, people were emailing me like, can you send, you know, my sister in New York mask? Can you send, you know, our people in Florida? Can you send over to Washington, up um, Washington, Portland areas there? They had a shortage on that type of stuff. So we really kind of almost had the key to the city because we were able to service so many. So when my customers from my postal store stopped coming in, I still was able to serve the community that way, but you have brick and mortars, boutiques, clothing boutiques and different things that were shutting down that still needed to get their products to customers. So guess what they had to do? They had to ship it. I was open. No one wanted to go to the post office. The post office was full of people. It was nasty. It wasn't sanitary. And guess what? Their workers didn't want to come to work. Uh, the workers were angry because they still had to come to work and everybody else now was going remote and work from home. But you can't work from home if you're at a postal counter. And so really, I provided the customer. It was with service. I serviced. And during the pandemic, 89% of the e-commerce brands were women, Black women. So you had people that looked at like me and you starting uh, to sell items online just to feed their family just to keep an income coming in because they were the individuals that's working at um, 
at McDonald's, working at bars, working at salons, things that were shut down during the pandemic. So you have salon owners that's now making up stuff in their kitchen that's still trying to, to sell to people to keep feeding their families. But they have little knowledge of shipping. They have little knowledge of how, what to ship their items in, how the packing works, how all of that works. So that's what I became a solution for them. Hey, drop your stuff off to me. We'll take care of it. We'll pack it. We'll ship it. We'll get it off. I'll bill you at the end of the week. That's how I created Ship Black. It was from serving a need for our community, seeing what the people needed. How can we help them? How can we help them feed their families? They were making so many mistakes that I was losing money just from servicing them. You know, mm. and, I, and, I, and I'll give you examples so you can clearly understand. You have someone that's making pound cakes. They heard that they could ship these cakes in a free box from the United States Postal Service. And they do have a free box at the Postal Service. But remember what I said earlier, shipping isn't free. The box is free. So they got these cakes charged $25 to make mom's famous pound cake. Okay, $25, $5 for shipping. When they brought their 15 pound cakes that they made, to my office for shipping, it was $21 for shipping because they used that free box for the United States Postal Service. That's called a large flat rate box. The box is free, but the shipping is not. So you have a cake that you charge $25 for. Your shipping on it is 21 and they paid you $5 for shipping. At, at best, <laughs> at best you may made a five dollar profit if that but now you got to take an account of everything all the ingredients it took to make the cake the time it took to make the cake and the actual container that they bought to put the cake in to actually put it in the box so what that looked at like is a mother and daughter at my counter crying their eyes out because they were just trying to make enough money so that they can pay their bills, so they can pay their light bill and pay their water bill. They took a tremendous loss. I've seen this play out over and over again. It's if, some, if they had the simple knowledge on how the shipping works, they would have been successful, but they didn't have the knowledge and they didn't know and they didn't understand. And that's what I've seen play out over and over again in different scenarios, but that's one that I can easily give to really understand the impact uh, that my knowledge can make in a business. You guys, this is why it pays to get expert help. You know, as a consultant, people, I know that sounds self-serving, but you, not just me. There's a lot of people, and Tiffany just proved she is an expert in shipping and to go get that help before you jump into these moves. Because our people, we keep bumping our head against the wall when there's people who've already been where you want to go. Now, you, I don't go into the post office because the way you said, you know, it's nasty. And I say not just nasty. Sometimes the attitudes are nasty, too. And I'm not trying to get into a fight. I'm not trying to be on anybody's YouTube. Mm -hmm. But um, I like the, you know, going in the personal mom and pop store. And I find that a lot of minorities uh, own them, you know, and I'm blessed to be in an area where it's just really down the street or next door, I should say, but you're talking about a community give back, you know, during the pandemic. And I want to know 
about your other community give back that you're doing with packing poor because it's like you're going for sainthood with all this you know angel-like behavior hey let, let me just tell you you know god called me out of the career you know and and i have to be transparent that i planned on staying in the my career in the postal service and getting my 35 years in and officially retiring but after my 20 years came in, it was a light or, or some knowledge that dropped to me. Like, you know, you can actually, you can actually leave now and secure your retirement. And when you turn of legal age, you can actually still draw it out, uh, you know, hundred percent. I'm like, really? So when that little kink came in, I was like, hmm, I've done, I've probably done everything that I wanted to do, but God called me out. He called me out and I'm going to say into the deep. Um, and like I said, then I start realizing that my career in the postal service was nothing but a stepping stone. It was a training center for me. This is my real mission. And so with Packing Poor, we actually uh, provide uh, jobs and training skills for young adults on the autism spectrum. And I, and I will tell you just as a, as a little side note here, uh, African-American boys are being diagnosed uh, on the autism spectrum at an alarming rate. Um, probably now almost one in three Black boys that are born um, sometime in their life, whether it's caught early or later when they have different behaviors, that they are on the spectrum. And so it's so important to, to have these individuals because a lot of them end up being incarcerated because they're acting out. Uh, the school system don't want to deal with them, but no one's taking the time to see what's really going on really going on while they're acting out in class? Is it because they, they can't comprehend, they can't retain any of the knowledge, um, they can't comprehend uh, the reading skills and the math skills? And so what we're doing is teaching uh, these individuals a skill set and providing jobs for them. And that's what's important with the community give back is who are you providing jobs for? I'm not just creating and helping these businesses with Ship Black, we're also creating jobs. And anyone who partner with us helps secure jobs for these young adults on, uh, on the spectrum to ensure that they have a life, ensure that they can actually give back to the, the, the community and be acclimated in the community. So that's what our Pack and Pour, you can give back to the Pack and Pour, check out our website, shipblack.com, send us an email and say you're interested in how you can help with the Pack and Pour. We'll send you a link uh, to give for that program to help keep these uh, these kids uh, employed and uh, learning a skill set. It's really a lot of us are misunderstood. Personally, I was a terrible student until I went to college. And, <laughs> you know, then when I got there, I said, oh, I got a good GPA, but then you can't pay the bill for that private school unless you run that 40 fast or step on that football field. And sometimes you say, you know what, what is it all about? And, right. and so- you know, and, and then you might go to an HBCU after that and say, right. "Woo, I'm advanced, um, you yeah. know, but I was just, I was a terrible student a second ago because when I wasn't around my people, I was looked at, oh, man, the way we learn. And it's not just a black thing. It's a some people just think differently. And parents, mm -hmm. you got to think about that with your kids. If they're struggling, they might not be. You know, I homeschool my two London and Sydney dot com. Mm -hmm. So I don't have to worry about those things. They have their own teacher. They do a good job of being advanced. But I know how that feels of 
Oh, put him in a special class. Mama said he can't go in the special class. Y'all trying to throw him in the prison yep. pipeline system. Right, right, <laughs> right, you know? right. And, yeah. and so then they, and then they struggle the, the whole way through. And like you said, it's just misunderstood. Uh, and so that that's what we're doing. We're, I'm doing a lot of work in the community with those type of individuals and just shining a light. Um, I have a Facebook group, um, Black Moms of Boys with Autism. And so that actually just to say, hey, it's okay. Um, it's not bad. You know, I don't know where where down the line that this came at is negative. You know, and so that's what I'm really trying to change the narrative. If your child is diagnosed with autism, that's not bad. Who said it was bad? That means you have a genius on your hand and it's up to you to pull out that thing that they're actually great at. And so, you know, who has photographic memory? I don't, but a lot of kids on the autism spectrum do. You know, these are traits that you look at Superman and they have. And so if you can shine the, the light on the advantages of individuals on the autism spectrum have versus I'm gonna say what they say is a normal person. Uh, I like that. I like the abnormal person a little bit better because they're more uh, advanced than just your your average your average student. Folks, if you didn't catch that photographic memory, I tell people all the time, that's how a lot of us could we listen well and mm-hmm. we can you know regurgitate. I found out a few years ago I was dyslexic. I got a diagnosis for that, and I see that as a superpower. Where mm-hmm. I have a brother who 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 you know. He didn't struggle in school per se, but they try to say, is he autistic? Is he on the spectrum? There's a lot of medical doctors that we know. Uh, My wife is a physician and she's like, most radiologists that I meet are on the spectrum somewhere. So just because you they are genius. Most doctors, most doctors are on the spectrum. You may even try sitting down and really having a conversation with your doctor. You may find it weird, you may think, because they're, they're anal- they analyze things different, okay? They, they have a special superpower. Most people in genius roles, what they call, what, what, is that, the, what is that man called? What do they call him? The, not the one who uh, riddled out the math problems. What is it called? Um, Rain Man. Oh, yeah, yeah. Rain Man was a genius. Okay. Yeah. Rain Man could analyze numbers like no other. Rain Man can secure a top job at NASA with that. You see what I'm saying? If you put him in NASA, you know what I'm saying? He, him doing math at McDonald's doesn't make sense. <laughs> and you have to find out what these individuals are great at, what they know how to do. And you put them in that atmosphere and you put them in that and they thrive. People are fighting. People are throwing money at them at the Rain Man because he needs to be an accounting firm. He needs to be, you know, in NASA. He needs to be in an engineer. He needs to be where numbers matter. But you can't put him somewhere where numbers don't matter. He's going to fail. Real, real talk. And we have to, you know, art imitates life or vice versa. And most superhero movie shows they're not respected or accepted. They are yeah. the outliers. They They're are the, the ones who, exactly. yeah, people trying to capture and, you know, what are you doing here? And it's like, I'm trying to help you guys. I'm trying to help humanity. So when you understand yeah. that, 
it, it it is what it is and you know them average folks just can't get down with the superheroes yeah with you know the shipping business you know ship black i mean that's such a great name is there any thoughts that you have this is going to be out there but is there any thoughts that you have for shipping and how the metaverse how that's all gonna like tie in because there will be a shipping company in the metaverse if there's not already sorry folks if i don't know about it yet but have you looked into that with you know oculus and the person is shipping this i just want to know i'm I'm just curious i'm trying to understand so much of the metaverse uh and i want to be the 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 the, the big shipper in the metaverse but the honest fact of right now it is so many people that I see tangible, that need my help, that I can't even look beyond that. You know, I can't look beyond that because e-commerce brands are still growing from from 2020, from the pandemic to still today, they are growing at a alarming rate. And like I said, 89% are individuals that look like me and you. And so if I think if I take my eyes and take my focus off of them, you know, they're going to lose. So I can't even go into the next dimension because there's so many people per se in front of me now that I can tangibly touch that needs my help. Okay. And it, and it makes sense. And, you know, for the young folks who are listening, if you have an idea, email info at shitblack.com because I see like my kids in their metaverse that they like roadblocks. And I'm like, how'd you build that house? I didn't give you any money for that. And they're delivering pizzas and all type of things inside of their world, you know, making money. Now mm-hmm. I, I have to, t- I have to mention Africa in this because, you know, off air, you and I had talked um, shipping to Africa I, you know, I just told you I spent hundreds of dollars just today, this morning to ship something about this big. Um, and I've, I've, it's just a common thing. Do you see shipping to Africa becoming any cheaper in the future? And why is it so expensive? Because it's not as expensive. You could ship even further than Africa. And you're like, how is these 54 African countries and growing? I know people. Why is it so expensive? And my package might not get there, period. It might not get there for six months. That's even with DHL, um, you know, shipping children's books. It's six months later. Hey, I got the book. But they tell you your package in this certain country or this region, it may not get there because we can't track it due to, you know, they say corruption. Um, I say it's something that needs to be worked on. But why is that Africa is so dang expensive compared to other places that, you know, it's like it doesn't make sense, you know, to me at least. Right, right. So think about Africa and think about where Africa is as a continent in technology. Think about the infrastructure there. Think about so many villages, how far and where DHL or anyone have to go to deliver to those those villages and to those those areas. And so when you factor all of that in, that's where you get someone even like DHL who who flies their items over, but they may fly to uh, only certain areas, okay, with the airport. And then now they have to 
to truck it, you know, and we know, you know, think about the infrastructure in Africa and getting from village to village, from main city to, to uh, you know, a lot of the small villages. And that's what factors in the, the pricing as far as DHL um, saying that they're going to get it there at a certain time. You really, you really can't, you know, you know, from, um, you know, it could be a month, you know, it could be a rain. It could have washed away the road that gets there and we have to wait for, you know, it to be built, you know, another road to be built so that they can get to where they need to go. So you're thinking about on the continent that has infrastructure uh, issues, that technology isn't where it needs to be. It's growing because I have, let me tell you, the people on the continent of Africa love ship black. They want ship black there. I mean, if, if they could have me come in and, and, and take over the whole, postal service there, that's what they would do. I hadn't met anyone from the continent that hadn't been excited about ship black. Uh, I have conversations with individuals weekly about that. Um, I have some things that's going on that, you know, I'm under NDAs that I can't really speak of on providing things to Africa, but it's coming. Um, Africa is opening up. Africa in so many areas is becoming more advanced now. Uh, the, the internet, um, the towers and stuff is being built. The connections, the online things is starting to come. And the people in the village are becoming more knowledgeable now of what's going on. So now they're, try they're making items. So I actually have a big push now that I'm trying to get a lot of um, things from the village sent to the U.S. to house in our warehouse and actually sell these things here in the U.S., and, and send that U.S. money back to Africa. Uh, the dollar, the American dollar, you know, in Africa, it equates to something. You know, we're talking about generational wealth here. You know, we're talking about having great items. And it's a big uh, African audience in the U.S. They want their authentic things from home. They want the good seasoning. They want the foo-foo. I mean, they want the whole not. I mean, you know what I'm saying? They don't want what's in the store here. They want that stuff that came right off the, the bush there. And they done, they done chopped it up and done it and then bottled it and sent it, you know, to us. And those are the type of items that we're going to be bringing via Ship Black and dispersing in the U.S. And then also, once we get that, once we bring, um, we're talking about bringing, um, whole containers in worth of product. And guess what? That container ain't gonna go back empty. So now you have individuals that want stuff to be shipped to Africa. We're talking about filling that container back up and sending it back over full of product and that being dispersed and then keeping that way going. So we're actually trying to get more things going to where you can get things on the continent at a cheaper price um, and actually know that it actually got there, but also, uh, you know, exporting some things from Africa to help these families there uh, get some of this money because it, it, it's big. It's a lot of money that's going, going around and e-commerce is great. And I really want our people as a whole from the continent on to the U.S. Uh, to, to be a part of it. Yeah, we, we need that. We, we need that. And with drones and all that, you know, there's there's ways of getting stuff and things we can do on the continent there that, you know, Jeff Bezos, who would love to do, he'd love to bring you drones. It's coming. And I stand corrected when I talked about him, you know, going to Harvard, he went to Princeton y'all. So, you know, some might say, yeah, he didn't go to Harvard. He went to Princeton. But the point is you had a vision 
And your education was really tied into the experience, which I, I think is better than just reading a book, writing mm-hmm. a 10 page paper. And then they say, hey, you're knowledgeable. Is there any collaboration since you are near that Houston area of, you know, uh, what is it? By Houston, by Black Houston. And then Houston has its own Black store where every mm-hmm. product is Black. Have, have you collaborated with any other organizations and our stores to say, we're going to handle all your shipping needs? Because what we know is like Black detergent, the Black detergent company, it's expensive to ship. Mm-hmm. And and if it, there was ever any type of discount, I don't know if you guys have, you know, had those conversations yet. Y'all all being down there and doing big things. Oh, yeah. I've, I've had a conversation with the founder of the Black Store, you know, and what he's really focused <clears throat> is setting that presence in the store. And then then the second phase of that is creating that e-commerce piece where you can start now shipping and making those black boxes and send. But I actually, um, the vitamin inbox is one of my clients. That's a, a subscription box full of black owned products. So I have a few boxes, subscription boxes that we actually ship monthly. That's black businesses. And we're actually going to be coming out with the, the, the ship black box. Okay. And that's just all of my clients that I have, because it's, you know, mostly all black brands. And we're just going to be each month sending things out uh, that they have. So you'll have that ship black box uh, collaborating just so that more people can put eyes on your product. Uh, That attracts more customers. So yeah, with the, um, and each individual client that could be in the black store or, uh, in these pop-ups, that's my that's my client because what I'm going to do and what I have rolling out coming towards the fall when pop-up shops start, how to actually get item from a six by six table to the kitchen table, and so I'm going to have that that whole process from 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 A to Z on how to take your products from the next level. Oh wow, okay. Well, that that sounds also like a course later down the yeah. lines. Yeah, hey, it's a but we got our ship black university. So, you know, this whole thing is 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 not so much, yes, it's about doing, but it's also about educating. And we have to educate you so that you can be successful. So, you know, I, I don't even like getting in that courses because for me, it's so many people out here scamming and scheming that people, when they really find a course that actually matters, it's been so many people that's just not given quality information it gives people a bad name. And so we're going to have our ship black university where people can come down and actually learn in a class like atmosphere, bring their products with them. And we're doing stuff physical and we're doing matrix and and getting your plan together before you leave. So we're not talking about uh, uh, pay $99 for this course. No, no, no. This is real life. We're making change real life. We're not talking about uh, that stuff. So I, I, I mean, I don't want to give anybody who's doing it a bad name, but I applied for one course, one time, all it took is one time. The amount of information that I got in that course was laughable. And I said, I cannot believe I just paid for it. So I actually wrote it off on my taxes as the charitable contribution, because that's exactly what it was. And uh, I don't wish to imitate that because I just seen, and, 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 and those people are feeding their families and that's, that's okay. But I'm all about integrity. 
I'm all about excellence. Um, and if it has my name attached to it, it has to have some, some substance to it. Um, you know, I can put out a lot of smoke because I understand how it works, but I'm all about actually seeing successful businesses and people succeed and people come back and say, because I followed that, this is where I am now. Well, I'm, I'm going to push back because sometimes the courses allows people who can't get down there, right? Whether it's financial or they might be bedridden. Um, but that's why people like yourself, I say, should do a course. I mean, I, I've written a course on how to first time to travel for Africa. I've had people go to Africa many times. They say, Kellen, I never knew that. I never knew some of the stuff you were talking about. And it's also why I've been reluctant to just, you know, talk about just business and how to invest because that can get very interesting. But my course is $20. Why? Because when you write a great course for people, I'm thinking a McDonald's thing. Everybody, I want a billion soul. I don't need your thousand dollars. I don't need your, your, you know, any of your money. But because I keep saying the same thing over and over, let me make a course for you. Because your course could be the university just filming it, right? That what you're doing in person, and you film it, and people can get that. And so it's, you know, it's just making money in the sleep. Them scammers, I almost called one of you out, but I'm going to let you, I'm not going to hate because Miss Tiffany's going for sainthood and uh, I'm, I'm not going to do that. But, but that's of course, what it is. Them scammers, yeah. them scammers make it bad for people that do have a great course. People don't want to buy it. That's, that's, uh, that's, that's, that's what I'm saying. Because I've offered a course before and mm-hmm. people didn't want to buy it. And I'm like, wow, I, I think that they've been hurt. I think they've been misled. Well, you know what? The they could be misled, but it's also how people want to retain information. Uh, I listened to Miles Monroe when I saw him on YouTube say, "Read a book a week; it could change your life." And my wife and I—that's what our always goal is. If not, she might do two books like his wife. But the fact is, our people think sometimes a course is just saying something you would say on YouTube. No, a course is going into the nitty gritty of how things work. And if you haven't gone to school, um, I need you to go to school and just figure out how the professor, a good one, is giving you that game. But but it's also people are doing the best that they can with what they think, of course. Do you understand? Okay, I'm sorry to go here, but do you know that there are people calling themselves experts and philanthropists and all type of things, and they have no knowledge of nothing? They're just talking. They're just, it sounds good and I can go rent an airplane to take a picture in front of it, or I can go rent a car on Turo, or hell, I'll I'll put my whole life to get an expensive car so you think I'm rich. Those people y'all need to stay away from, especially our Black people, caught up in that because somebody has some nice things. No, check out Miss Tiffany's store. She got to pay the rent on that store every day if she didn't just buy it all out. And though you you have to have discernment. And if you don't, you know, it's like when people say, hey, buy this crypto, you'll become a billionaire. If you really believe it's that easy, um, you're misguided. But what you won't be misguided in is how to ship black. Now, can the people can the people ship even if they don't live in Houston or anywhere close? Would it make financial sense for them then to ship their items to you and then you ship them out. Um, how much margin do we got in that? Oh, that that's absolutely how mo- every item that we have. I mean, the businesses, I probably only have a third of my clients are from Houston. 
most of my clients are from, you know, I have people from all over the clients in uh, the UK, a client in Africa, Canada, uh, Jamaica, all over. And so if you have a product, if it's being manufactured, your item will come straight from the manufacturer to us. If you actually have the item um, with you, then you would just ship, you know, we'll get that pallet down here of boxes, especially uh, a lot of the subscription boxes that we curate. Um, all of the different businesses that they buy from, they just have them ship them straight to us because they would have to ship them to them. Instead of shipping it to them, they just ship it to us and we do it. So it makes absolute sense. Um, all of those, I use my shipping discounts to make sure that it's coming at the, the cheapest rate when it's traveling to us, whether it's a postage, whether it's a third party or what have you. But the items come to us, we store them. And as the orders come in, we ship them out for you. So you don't have to turn your whole living room, bedroom, <clears throat> kitchen table and garage into a shipping center. You don't have to, we have a shipping center for you. You know, you need to focus on your marketing. You need to focus on um, making more product, uh, making more connections, scaling your business. That's your job. Our job is to take care of the orders as they come in daily and do the packing and shipping and ensure that you have lifelong customers, ensure that you have repeat customers. Because people go to Amazon because they know once they place their orders, they'll be filled within 24 hours and it's on its way. It can be the same for you if you have a fulfillment center. It's not cool to send your packages out. I only ship out on Wednesdays. I only send stuff out on Tuesdays and Thursdays. What? I only ship out what? Why? Most of the time it's because that's your side hustle and you have a full-time job or you have a family and you can't do it. It's okay. Send it to the fulfillment center because I guarantee you, you'll have more repeat customers if they know that if I order my item on Monday, it's possible that I'm going to get it Wednesday or, or the next day or, you know, I can get it quickly versus if I order it, I'm not sure even when it's going to come. Um, if I want to wear your nice t-shirt to uh, the picnic or the cookout this weekend, I'm scared to order because I really don't even know when you're going to get around to shipping it to me and when I'm actually going to get it. So guess what? I'm going to go here because I know if I get it from here, I'm going to have it on time. These are the things that I'm trying to culture. Make your product, make your brand something that, that people want to go to. People want to go to your site and order because you're reliable, because you're quick, because you're fast. Because I guarantee you, people are going to go to Amazon and find something similar and order it because they know they're going to get it on time versus going to your site. You guys have got the game. And whether it's Amazon, <laughs> Etsy, you're used to um, get the game, get, you know, uplift the game, at least send an email, get a serious conversation and know that just because you got a free box does not mean that it's free shipping. I thought that was such a nice rookie mistake. You got to make content on that for your own channel. That's a beautiful story. That's a beautiful story and a good lesson of why you need an expert. So I thank you, Miss Tiffany. Leave the people with some good game and where they can contact you. Well, you know, the best thing that I can tell you, and, and, and I, I coined this phrase, you know, shipping isn't free. You know, don't let the people tell you that shipping is free. Don't try to build your business on free shipping because it's one thing that you should know. People actually pay for what they want. People pay for what they want for the person in the back. Don't be afraid to charge shipping. 
don't be afraid to put a price tag on your item because people actually pay for what they want, okay? Customer service matters, okay? Great customer service matters. And if it's not your thing, that's why you outsource. You take get it to someone who can actually take care of your customer service for you because repeat customers, long lifetime customers will make you that money in your sleep that you want. Um, and if you need help, just call us shipblack.com, book a consultation with us, um, get into our Shipblack University. If you don't want us to do your shipping, we will actually still educate you. You can retain us for a year. You can retain us for six months. Um, if you're just thinking about even sourcing a product, we help from A to Z. So check out, follow us on Instagram. Follow us at Instagram, shipblackco. Follow us on Instagram or Facebook, Ship Black Co. on all platforms. And check out our website, shipblack.com. And check her out, too, at 413-337-SHIP. You guys got the game. Make sure you share it with somebody. It will change their life. Be blessed, y'all. Are you tired of the violence? Tired of the injustice? police brutality, rampant discrimination, lack of gun control in this failed by a socioeconomic experiment called America. Or maybe you need a break from the relentless grind and want to regain control of your destiny, your wealth, your health, and your purpose. Diversifiedgame.com has the right course for you. Prepare for my first trip to Africa. Looking to reconnect with your roots, start a new business, or just a fresh start. Africa, a.k.a. the motherland, is waiting. Don't let the Chinese and the Mazungus have the fun and also take over the motherland. From Cairo to Mombasa, from Dakar to Cape Town, Africa has something for everyone from business opportunities to the most amazing people, safety, leisure, and landscapes. The opportunities abound. It is time for the diaspora to reconnect with their roots. Time to reconnect with the birthplace of humanity. Africa is the last frontier. Get your head in the game and reclaim your legacy. The writing is on the wall. Babylon is falling. Give up the stress, grind, and violence inflicted on our people on this continent and prepare for a journey of restoration and joy by connecting with the land of your ancestors. Check out our new course and kick off your adventure at diversifiedgame.com.